it's not a good mix to be a mom and <laughs> also struggle with this. So, hey, I'm being completely honest and vulnerable and showing you all, all sides right now, but you know what, that's okay. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Are you a photographer mama feeling like a crazy person just trying to balance motherhood and a photography business that just isn't paying the bills? Wonder how you'll ever survive when you're seemingly a tiny little fish in a quickly growing photographer sea? You know God put this dream in your heart, but you can't shut up the negative self-talk as you get sucked down the comparison spiral again? Hey friend, I'm Marina, wife, mama, and family photographer saved by grace. Listen, I know the mom guilt all too well as you go from feeling guilty because your kids need you to being frustrated because your business does too. For years, I was in a vicious burnout cycle, torturing myself with comparison, having sessions I wasn't really excited about, and wondering if I could turn this creative outlet that I'm so passionate about into a real deal business that could support my family. I finally realized I didn't have to pretend to be someone I'm not in order to get clients. And I figured out a way to create a business that lights my soul on fire, all while editing with a little one at my feet. In this podcast, you'll find practical ways to transform your business from a time-consuming hobby to a profitable business that you're excited about. I want to help you gain the confidence to walk out who God called you to be and stand out in a sea of photographers instead of just trying to fit in and follow the trends. Oh yeah, and still have time to be intentional in your motherhood. Welcome to your safe space where we release the mom guilt and silence the negative Nancy that lives in your brain rent free. If you're ready to ditch hustle culture and find a photography bestie slash cheerleader along the way, you're in the exact right place. Go find your lukewarm coffee and toss some ice in there and let's grow your confidence. Welcome back to the Call to Standout podcast. I hope that you have been enjoying it and that you're excited about today's episode. It's funny because as I was thinking about what topics to talk about and what to cover next, I had two different topics in mind. And on the day that I was going to record these, I had a really, really tough mom day, which felt ironic because I had wanted to talk about how to deal with disappointment when you can't work on your own timetable because you're a mom. (laughs) And so it was kind of that little humbling moment that I needed to have a little bit more of a clear perspective on this topic and to talk more, I guess just have it more fresh on my mind the disappointment and frustration that comes with having a business and also being a mom and feeling like you have to be everything for everyone all at the same time. So I really felt like this was a sign from God (laughs) that was saying that, yes, we should talk about this. We should dissect it and go through the struggles and frustrations that come from being a mom that works from home that feels like you have to split yourself in two so that you can be everything for everyone but at the end of the day you feel like you can't succeed at either. So let's get into it. I'm sure I'm not the only one that this has happened to but on this set day like many other days before I had a certain plan in my head I knew I had a certain amount of things on my to-do list that had to happen that day and I was feeling very motivated, very energized, 
ready to go head first, dive into all of the things that I had to do. And I had some help from my husband that was going to watch our son for a little bit. And I had also got it in my head that I could do some work while my son was there. And so it was working out. It was all good. It was going to be so good. And then everything kind of got flipped upside down. So Little Bear just turned two. And it really feels like he's been going through that 18-month slash two-year sleep regression for, <laughs> for forever. It feels like forever. And it felt like that was happening again on this day. It, he was not taking his nap. He was really cranky. And even though it's only like an hour and a half that he naps, that is me time. <laughs> and sometimes it feels bad to say that I need the me time. I need time to myself of peace and quiet and just time to really be able to focus on what I'm doing. I do need that <laughs> and I do miss it sometimes. Just the fact that I can't up and leave and go to Target or, you know, like I, I can't just work on my own timetable anymore because I have a small person that <laughs> depends on me for a lot of things. So on this day, he would not nap and it is so frustrating to me when plans change. I have a very hard time <laughs> letting go of control, especially of my own schedule. It's something that I'm working on and I really only realized this more recently that I struggle with control, especially over my own schedule. And it's not a good mix to be a mom and <laughs> also struggle with it. So hey, I'm being completely honest and vulnerable and showing you all, all sides right now, but you know what? That's okay. I'm sure I'm not the only one. So anytime he doesn't nap, anytime my husband says he can take him for a while and something pops up and he's not able to, or someone was going to come watch him and that doesn't work out, it really messes with me. It's really hard for me to pivot and change plans, I guess. So when he didn't take that nap, it felt like the end of the world. Even though now looking back, I'm like, okay, like Marina, you were kind of overreacting, but it feels that way sometimes. And so instead of spending an hour, hour and a half catching up on editing and sending out client emails and doing all the things, I had to pivot and tend to him and feed him snacks and <laughs> deal with his cranky butt because he had not napped and he was tired. <laughs> so it's draining. It's annoying. It's frustrating. It's something that nobody ever talked to me about before becoming a mom. And I found myself just frustrated and complaining and kind of grumbling to the Lord of like, I had this all planned out. Everything was going to be perfect. I was going to get so much done. And you know, I'm, I'm feeling the motivation. I'm feeling energized and motivated on this day would have to be that he didn't nap. I feel like sometimes when I'm praying, I'm having an inner dialogue, I guess. And I remember thinking, okay, like, God, this is so frustrating. It feels like my time is just not my own anymore. And it felt almost like God whispered back, okay, but when was it ever your time? And that hit me so hard 
realizing that I was, again, struggling with this control, this having to have everything go the way that I want it to go because in my head, that is the best plan, right? In my head, if I'm able to work from this time to this time and get editing done and get, you know, five other things done, then I'm going to be a better mom. I'm going to be happier. I'm going to be less frustrated and cranky. But realizing that I have no control whatsoever, it was a real reality check moment where it felt like God was saying, hey, you got to remember that your time is not your own. At the end of the day, our time is the Lord's. And that kind of shook me a little bit. As frustrating as it was, as draining as it is to not feel like you have that a long time or that time to recharge and have a little bit of peace and quiet. (laughs) It was eye-opening, I guess, to say the least. So I feel you. I get you. I know that a lot of times that is something that we all struggle with because, at least for me, I started my business before I was a mom. And so I was able to edit all day if I wanted to and take sessions every single day if I wanted to. And I could work 24 seven if I had to or wanted to. And it's not like that anymore because there's extra responsibility, because there's extra things that I have to do, because sometimes my son is gonna need me more. There's extra responsibilities and sometimes it's out of our control. As much as we schedule in time block and do all the things, you can't control what's going to happen or what you can do. So one thing that I've had to notice for myself every time that I'm starting to feel that frustration and I can't shake off those, all those feelings of, you know, God, why is this not working out? Why am I so frustrated because he didn't nap or because my plans didn't go the way that I wanted? I've realized that more often than not, it's because my cup is empty or pretty dang close to it. I really have to check myself and figure out if I've been having my quiet times, if I've been turning to the source to fulfill myself instead of trying to find fulfillment in every other little thing that happens or doesn't happen because everything else is just a band-aid. It can't fill me. It can't fill my cup. And what's that saying? You can't pour from an empty cup. I think a lot of us as moms forget that we need to also take care of ourselves. We need to make sure that our cups are full. You know, kind of like when you get on an airplane and they tell you that if something goes down to put your mask on first so you can start breathing before you start helping others, it's the same thing. As moms, if we aren't filling our tanks first and finding our fulfillment and identity in the Lord, then it's going to be really hard to be able to serve our families to the best of our abilities and pour ourselves out in in serving them if we're completely dry. And I think along with that realization when I am having a hard time shaking it off and I realize, okay, well, it's because I haven't been giving myself the time to spend in the word, to spend with God. The number one excuse that I come up with is, well, I just, I'm so busy. I haven't had time. I don't have any time. So maybe you're telling yourself the same thing. You know what, Marina, I don't have time. 
I wish that I could sit on my porch and be able to hear the birds sing and have my coffee and have this super deep, wonderful fellowship time with the Lord where I just find all this revelation and it's so mind-blowing and I feel his presence and it's amazing and girl, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I wonder what that would be like if I could do that on a regular basis because if my son didn't wake up at five in the morning and I could actually wake up before him so that I could have these alone times and be able to, I guess, feel like it was a super productive, quiet time with Jesus. But most of the time that doesn't happen. Most of the time it is broken up between diaper changes and getting more snacks for my son. <laughs> so I totally feel you. And one verse that I've been really meditating on that has been encouraging to me is James 4, 8. And it says, come close to God and he will come close to you. And maybe you're still thinking, okay, I mean, that's great and all, but again, I don't have time, Marina. Like I can't come close to him if I can't sit by myself in a quiet place and just talk to God and read my Bible uninterrupted. But another piece to this that I've realized over time, I think it was that same day once I was putting my son down for the night, he wanted me to stay there again, cranky, just wanted mama. And so as I was holding his hand, waiting for him to fall asleep, I was kind of grumbling and annoyed that I couldn't just put him down and leave and start getting to the list of things that I didn't get to do during the day because he was so cranky. I started scrolling on social media too and one of my friends shared this post that I had seen before, I had read it before. So I didn't think much of it until later on I was, I'm a verbal processor and so once I was talking to my husband processing the day, it hit me that this post had been another way of encouragement that the Lord sent and I, it just kind of completely went over my head in that moment. But you may have seen it. It's this post talking about how in the Bible we see all these men that would go into the woods, go into a quiet place, and they would talk to God, and it was this basically retreat, right? They would go and have their super cool, amazing, fulfilling alone time with God. And I mean, Moses' face even shone brighter than the sun when he was out of that, you know? And as women, I think we always crave that. We want that alone time, those moments moments with God where it's just quiet and it's just us hearing from the Lord and reading our Bibles and that doesn't really happen a whole lot and it's kind of discouraging but you also see throughout the Bible that God would come to the women during their everyday lives as they're serving their families as they were going on about their days doing whatever their duty I guess was in that moment you see the woman at the well she was just minding her own business grabbing water for her family from the well and Jesus comes to her and starts talking to her. Or in Genesis 16, Hagar basically is banished and she flees and an angel comes to her and comforts her and gives her a promise. Mary, Jesus's mama, she's minding her own business and an angel comes to her and gives her the promise of a savior. Or Mary Magdalene going to anoint Jesus' body at the tomb and then Jesus comes to her and says, surprise, I'm actually not dead anymore, you know? And he tells her, now go and tell everybody. Tell them that I've risen. You know, there's so many instances throughout scripture where God comes to the women. And I thought that was so encouraging, realizing that I don't have to 
wait to have all this time of peace and quiet and meditation for God to come and fill my cup. He comes and meets you where you are, whether it's just five minutes of listening to worship music as you're changing a diaper. He meets you wherever you are as you're serving your family in love. Even just serving your family is an act of worship and he sees that. He sees you and he's there through it all with you. He comes to you and I can't tell you how many times this has happened already where I'm really overwhelmed and overstimulated and frustrated with the day or frustrated that I can't do the things that I want to do in the time that I want to do them because now I'm a mom and I have different responsibilities and somehow the Holy Spirit presents himself and comes to encourage my heart as I'm serving my family and he is faithful and he comforts and loves on us and fills our tanks so that then we can turn back around and continue serving our families and continue giving them that same love that he's giving us. So even if you just take that from this whole episode, I hope that it's really encouraging to you that if you are feeling disappointed, if you are feeling frustrated and overwhelmed and overstimulated and all the things that come with being a mom slash business owner, that even then Jesus wants to come to you to fill your cup, to comfort you and Fill your tank so that you can serve others well. That even if it feels like you have no time, that he will still show himself in so many little ways that are just going to be so hard to ignore. As long as you're intentionally looking for those moments and opening yourself up to hearing from the Holy Spirit in the everyday, in the diaper change, in the dirty laundry, in the dirty dishes, in the sweet smiles from our children, in the hugs and kisses and the sticky hands. So I want to leave you with some just practical tips that have really helped me be more productive as a mom slash business owner. They're not hard. It's not, you know, a magic spell that's just going to fix everything, but it does help a little bit and hopefully it can help you as well. So the first thing that I've noticed that makes a huge difference is spending intentional quality time with my son and filling his bucket at the beginning of the day. So usually after breakfast, I will spend at least 10 minutes of super intentional quality time with him so that he knows I'm there and he feels that connection at the beginning of the day so that if I do need to step away for work or anything like that, he his bucket is already filled and he's way less cranky than he would be if I spent the first hour or two of his day with me on my phone, me on my computer, me completely ignoring him. A lot of times by this point, I have already had some sort of quiet time, even if it was just listening to worship music for five minutes and giving my day to the Lord. But then being intentional about putting my phone down and spending quality time with my son and being super intentional about that, even if it's just 10 minutes, it actually makes a huge difference for the rest of the day and sets the tone for the rest of the day. Tip number two would be to set a timer for the tasks that you need to accomplish that day. And I know I've talked about this before, but it really helps to have a small to-do list that isn't super overwhelming when you look at it, but you can also scratch things off as you do them. But setting a timer is really going to help you be super focused and intentional about that one thing that you need to do within that time frame instead of trying to multitask and do five things all at once. 
Tip number three, which may be controversial for some of us and others, you may just say, oh my gosh, yes, thank you so much. (laughs) But it's just using screen time without feeling guilty. Now, I'm not saying park your kid in front of the TV for the 12 hours that they're at home, right? Or, you know, if you have older kids, whatever time it is that they have once they get home from school or whatever, I'm saying to use screen time strategically and really just ditching the mom guilt that comes with that. Because I know for me, especially with social media bombarding you on how to be a better mom and, you know, all the different ways and all the different opinions. Screen time is a huge one, especially if you have a child that's under like two years old. But it can be a pretty effective tool if you need them to sit still for a certain amount of time. So for my son, sometimes it's 30 minutes or 45 minutes. The longest he's ever sat in front of a screen is probably around an hour, but that's just because he gets bored and stands up and leaves. So whenever I do use screen time, I'm super, super specific and hyper focused on whatever I need to do so that I can do it while he's entertained and he's not moving around. It's not a bad thing. It's not going to be the end of the world. It's not going to ruin your child if they're sitting in front of a screen for 30 minutes or 45 minutes. It's okay. Tip number four that may look different for different ages and different kids, but try to involve your kids in your work, whether that is having them help you organize props or sometimes my son will sit on my lap while I'm editing and that doesn't usually last for long because then he wants to slam my keyboard (laughs) and do all sorts of stuff. But letting them be a part of your world in some way, shape, or form letting them see what you're doing because ultimately that's all they want. They want to be a part of our world. They want to see what we're doing. They want to be around us 24 seven, which I know is annoying when you're sitting on the toilet and you just wanted to pee in peace, (laughs) but you can also use it in some ways and help them see what you do on a regular basis. Like I said, it's gonna look different for everybody and depending on the age of your children, it could look very different than somebody else, but finding ways to involve them to bring them into that part of your world that they're usually not a part of or could potentially not be a part of, that's another way that has helped me with my son because he can see what I'm doing and it's really sweet because especially if I'm editing a session, with little kids, he loves that. And he just sits there and points and says, baby, 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 and he, you know, he loves it. And then eventually he gets bored and he wants to walk away and that's okay. But sometimes I'll mix the two, (laughs) kind of mix the two, and I'll set a timer and have him read for a certain amount of time and I'll edit for a certain amount of time and it works. And he can sit next to me, he can sit on my lap. And again, you're involving them in a part of your world and just kind of blending the two so that they don't feel isolated and, oh, well, whenever mom's on her computer or whenever mom's on her phone, I can't be there. And then I feel like anytime there's that like forbidden feeling, they just want to do it all the more. So maybe something that you could try out. And the last one will also look different for different situations and different families, but it's really just asking for help. And I didn't realize how much I struggled with this one until I had my son because I found myself trying to do everything and being everything for everyone all the time without any help, trying to keep the house clean and the kid fed and the husband happy and clients taken care of. And it was a lot. 
You hear it everywhere that it takes a village and what no one tells you is that the village doesn't always just come automatically with the kid. <laughs> Although it'd be nice if it did. But really finding your village, being willing to get out of your comfort zone if you struggle like me to ask for help and asking for help. You do not have to be superwoman and do everything for everyone and be everything for everyone all the time. We do need each other. We do need help. And there is nothing wrong with that. So I've gotten to the point where it still doesn't happen all the time, (laughs) but I'll ask my mother-in-law to watch our son or I'll ask my sister or my mom. And that again, may not happen all the time, but when I do find myself that I need help and I ask, it's such a weight off my shoulders and they love doing it. There are so many people that will want to help that are just waiting for you to ask. So if you're feeling like you're drowning, like more often than not, you're struggling with that disappointment and frustration that you can't work on your own timetable. I hope that these tips help you a little bit. The disappointment is going to come. The enemy's going to take advantage, especially when you're tired and stressed and drained. Even thinking things that you may feel guilty for later of, I wish my life were different. And oh, well, you know, things were way easier before my kids. And I think it's a lot of ungratefulness that we're tempted with. And again, feeling that we need to be in control, that we need to make things happen. We need to make our business succeed instead of realizing that we have absolutely no control. Our time has never been our own, even though it may have been easier before having kids and we had more autonomy and we felt like we could up and do whatever we wanted to do whenever we felt like doing it. Our time has never been ours to control. So really realizing that so we can be purposeful with the time that we do get, managing it well, being intentional about the time that we have and what we do in that time and also being purposeful about shifting your mindset from finding reasons to be upset and frustrated and overwhelmed and focusing on that to being thankful instead and focusing on everything that you have been able to accomplish everything that you have been able to build all the blessings that the Lord has already brought and the ways that he has helped you build this business and serve your family I think the more that we focus on gratefulness and that we have that mindset of gratefulness, the easier it is to shake off the negative feelings. The more we fill ourselves with the word of God, with his love, the easier it'll be to remember that It's all coming from him. And if he gave us these blessings, if he gave us this business, this family, he's also going to provide a way to serve them and be good at it and be the best for our clients and our families. So when the disappointment does come, because you're drained, because you're tired, you're sleep deprived, you haven't had a chance to have any me time or go to the bathroom by yourself in a long time, just give yourself grace. Let yourself feel the frustration. It's okay okay to have feelings. It's okay to have these negative feelings, but it's what we do with those feelings and how long we let them stay there that really counts. Yeah, it's you're going to feel frustrated. You're going to feel like you have to cry. You're going to feel like it's the end of the world, but don't get stuck there. Give it to Jesus. Realize that feeling those things doesn't make you weak. Feeling like you're the worst mom ever because you're thinking that your life was a lot easier before you had these beautiful babies, that doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you a bad mom. Really, it's the opposite. The fact that you get up and get things done and serve your babies, serve your clients, regardless of those feelings, 
that's your superpower, if you will. The fact that you push through, that's admirable. The fact that you get up and try again the next day and the next day and the next day, that is what makes all the difference. And you know what? Your clients are going to understand. A lot of times we are our biggest critics and we're the hardest on ourselves. I know for me, I stress out that my clients are going to be upset that their images weren't delivered within a week or (laughs) that I didn't respond to their messages or emails within the first 24 hours or whatever the case may be. But more often than not, they realize that we're human, that we have families too, we have lives too. And it's even better if you do communicate that with your clients before it gets to the point where they haven't heard from you in weeks and they don't know what's going on. Communication with your clients is super, super, super important. And with that, really praying and asking the Lord to bring the right clients that will give you grace, that will be understanding, that will be the right clients that he wants you to work with and he wants you to serve. At the end of the day, we're moms first. Our families will always come first. And the Lord is so faithful in bringing those people into your life to work with you, to hire you to do their family photos, their weddings, their engagement sessions, their graduation sessions. Just know you're not alone in those feelings of disappointment and frustration and annoyance. You're not the only one. You're not a bad mom for feeling them. Stop being so hard on yourself and realize that you already are the best mama for your babies. You're the best photographer for your clients. Regardless of the negative things that you may be feeling and frustrations that you may be feeling, you got this. Keep showing up, keep pushing forward. You're a lot stronger than you think. And with God on your side, letting him take full control and giving him your business, girl, you have no idea how far you're gonna go. Hey friend, if you feel like this got you pumped up and excited to take back your business and your time, or if you learned something, I would love it if you text this to a friend that maybe needs the encouragement too. Or screenshot as you're listening and share this on your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Marina Anaya Photography so that I can come say hey. You can also connect with me in my Facebook group at bit.ly slash called to stand out podcast so that I can be your personal cheerleader on there as we grow your photography business. Lastly, I would also really appreciate it if you took two minutes to leave a five-star rating and written review so that others can also find this and be encouraged as well. I truly hope that this has inspired and encouraged you. And I cannot wait till next time.